You're listening to The Group Sessions, a podcast that bridges the gap between informed public health and healthy mental hygiene. My name is Rob, and I'm a certified mental health life coach and master NLP practitioner. I'm best known for my publications and social media content, as well as individual counseling. Join me on this therapeutic journey while we analyze and overcome issues impacting our mental well-being. Welcome and welcome back to group, everybody. As always, I want to thank you for tuning into today's session and sharing space with me. Today's episode is going to be a promised episode. I was going through and updating the uh, like the information in the description sections of all of the episodes, and I realized that I owed y'all a part two. One of the shows that we did, I think this was like episode 28. Let me just double check that for you before I start lying. Yeah, it was episode 28 and it was titled Ignorance is Bliss, but Knowledge is Tricky. And I told you guys that I was going to do a part two to that, but I honestly forgot. I forgot. And uh, so I wanted to make that up by making this episode that part two. So today, if you haven't, first and foremost, if you haven't listened to that episode, I strongly suggest going back and listening to episode 28 because we had a great conversation about how knowledge is interpreted, how knowledge is secured within a person, the like kind of like the sources of ignorance and using knowledge as a device against it. We got into it. So make sure y'all tap in and check out that episode. Let me know what you think about it. So today we're going to be picking back up the concept of ignorance and knowledge, but we're going to be talking about individual truths to help us understand that we're actually just going to focus on one philosophy today, and that's going to be Rene Descartes. And he is famous for the term cognito ergo sum, or I think, therefore I am. And a lot of you guys have heard this before. Uh, It's a pretty stapled lesson in any introductory philosophy or psychology course at a college level. Also, if you're heavy in media, you may have noticed that that kind of pops up in certain movies like The Matrix or, you know, just certain things. It kind of just really pops up every, you know, media loves their little Latin references. They love a good Latin reference, y'all. So, so he was actually a mathematician. Philosophy and psychology wasn't really his thing per se, but he was a creative mathematician and he was passionate about what he did and was able to apply the order of math to the order of life and kind of dip and dab into the metaphysical kind of space. So that was one of the productions that kind of obviously outlasted his existence. And we still hold that concept dear today. So I'm going to talk about that concept and, and like really break down what it means in terms of knowledge and in terms of individual truth. Before we jump into today's session, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the group sessions wherever you get your podcasts from. We shout out to Sam on Instagram. She's at Note to Sam. And you guys know her from some of our earlier episodes in the season. Uh, she really is my go-to partner in terms of consulting for brand types of things. Uh, Sam and I have just been on this creative journey of analyzing Instagram, analyzing the algorithm. I I taught her so much about how to use different tools to kind of like get this type of outcome that you're looking for, discuss a niche. So I just feel like she's a great person to return big ideas to because she knows the way that I think and she ultimately knows my goal over time. Even though sometimes I might get caught up in the particular moment, she kind of helps me bring 
each of my individual ideas into the bigger picture. So when you guys see improvements with the brand, a lot of that has to do with Sam. A lot of that comes from those conversations that we have. And I don't really make any major changes without having a sit down conversation with her, even if it's just a brainstorm, because I know that she kind of gatekeeps my vision for me. So it's something I don't necessarily have to be obsessed with, but I know that if I want to stay within my lane and within my objective, it's it's like she's like a library of information for me. So shout out to Sam and we will be getting some things together. We are working over here. Okay. We are working. We working behind the scenes. So all of that to say that when I do pop up with the video content, it's going to be something that y'all are going to love. It's going to be something that I can be very proud of. It's going to be something that is organically me. Um, and I'm just excited to kind of do that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so with, with all of that, the major platforms that you can find us on is Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Republic, Pandora, CastBox, RocketCast, is it Rocket Cast or Pocket Cast? Probably both. Uh, Dreezer, RSS, Samsung Podcast, and more. If there's a platform that you get your daily dose of podcasts from, or you know of someone else who does, and we're not there, hit me up on Instagram at Robert St. Michael. Send me a message and say, yo, I need this podcast on this particular platform, and I will definitely do what I need to do to make sure it's available to you. In addition to that, Instagram is just a really good place to kind of catch up and keep up with what I have going on. I've been doing so much collabs and just so much influencer work. I am just in my element, y'all. I feel really, really good. I've, I've networked and met some amazing content creators and I have stuff planned. I'm, I have collaborative content booked out to, I would say about six and a half weeks out. So we are doing some things and I want you to be a part of that. So on Instagram is Robert St. Michael, spell the whole thing out, R-O-B-E-R-T-S-A-I-N-T-M-I-C-H-A-E-L. And yeah, let me know what you think. And if you're interested in booking me for counseling, if you're interested in booking me for any type of sessions or speaking engagements and events, uh, hit me up. Check out my website, robertstmichael.com. You know that's getting an update as well. It's around that time that we got to get that stuff together. <laughs> and speaking of getting some stuff together, I am doing some fundraiser, just kind of like a, a, a second startup launch type of thing. I'm just trying to get some money together to get some better equipment. So yeah, if you want to know how you can contribute and support the show, support my mission, support my brand, uh, just hit my link in bio and all of that stuff will be there. Okay. I think I hit y'all with all the good stuff. All of the, we got that stuff out the way. So let's jump into today's episode. I think therefore I am, as you get older, you're probably going to notice that the people that you've crossed paths with or shared space with in life have a slightly different perspective or reality than yours. Even though you guys may have lived in the same house, been connected to the same people, have have been together in an experience, it's very novel that people will have their own interpretation of these life events. And a big, big, big part of that has a lot to do with what Descartes has um, proposed, the idea that I think, therefore I am. Now, Renee, he, he was like, oh, he was a he. Okay. I thought Renee, first of all, when I was in, when I was in college, y'all, when I first started my um, upper level psychology courses, 
I was assigned him as a philosopher and I had to do, you know, a presentation and a paper on him. I did not know he was a man. I thought that he was Rene Descartes, because that's how you spell his last name, Descartes. Um, and I just knew that it was a woman, but it, it's not. It, it was definitely a dude. Um, and it's not Descartes. It's Descartes. So my professor proudly allowed me to give an oral presentation for 20 minutes to a half hour. And um, that, that was a great job, Robert. But his name is Descartes, Descartes not Descartes. And I was like, oh, so you just going to decide to wait until the end of the presentation to like correct me on that. Uh, but yeah, just for y'all information, it's Rene Descartes. The reason why I felt like this idea that I think I, therefore I am is the sum of truths is because Descartes, he believed that a person is a summary of their thoughts. Like, our actual reality is the sum of our thoughts and our thinking. And he believed that the mind, in theory, could live without the body, but the body cannot live without the mind. So we are actually thinking about this in the sense of an equation. Consciousness in the body is like the equal sign. And what that consciousness turns into, which is you, is at the end of that, on the other side of the equal sign. So if you have mind plus thoughts equals you, it's mind plus thoughts is consciousness in the body, which equals you. So that, that was just a really interesting approach, especially at the time. People wasn't giving it up like that back when, you know, he was alive and well. He This man, let me see if I can pull up when he lived. Yeah, he died in 1650. So he he's he was long gone, <laughs> long gone. But around that time, you know, people weren't thinking about reality and approaching the mind as as like in that much of an abstract space. And it was really rare for a mathematician to have such an abstract concept. Those are spaces that psychology and philosophers used to kind of dance in. So if we take the understanding that our thoughts are the sum of our existence and our reality we also can def like we also can infer that the things that we hold dear as as knowledge creates on the other side of that equal sign our personal truth this is really really important to know this is the reason why a lot of people get into very heated arguments and both think they're or both believe that they're right and it's because our actual reality, understanding and approach to the world has everything to do with our internal thoughts. And the thoughts that we are used to are, are connected to the information that we select. The information that we select is typically the information that's presented to us that we're most comfortable with. Remember guys, the world is a big place. Time is even bigger. There has been existence before you, there's existence now, and there'll be existence after you. And I said in one of these episodes that I always thought it was quite weird to think that you know supreme knowledge of anything 
considering that we are only alive for a very short period of time um, where these concepts have been alive since the dawn of time and will continue to be alive. So there's always so much to learn. And if you're a part of this podcast family, if you've been coming to group like like consistency, consistently, I mean, I believe that you're at a space where you're starting to approach life with curiosity. This is kind of like the point in a therapy session where we're getting deep and we're starting to do some deep work within your psyche. And we're having some conversations that challenge the conversations you're already having. So I believe that everybody that has made it this far in this journey are y- y'all y'all are approaching the world with curiosity you're asking more questions than statements you're making you know uh, but not everybody's there not everybody's there when we guard and protect our truth it's actually us guarding and protecting our reality knowing that there is something predictable on the other side of this conversation and it's us understanding that, there's a discomfort when we let go of what our truth is. There's a discomfort that takes place when we accept that, hey, I've believed this thing all of my life and I've built my life around these truths that are no longer true. It may sound like a very small thing, but in psychology, we call that dissonance. And certain levels of dissonance can be very problematic. Depending on what truth you've lived by, to wake up and realize that it was all possibly a lie or it was all just a misunderstanding. We're talking about things like those conversations that people don't want to have, like religion, um, universe, the spirituality, politics, parenting, okay, generational habits. These are things that are based around us selecting a truth that we're most comfortable with. And why not, the reason why I say selecting a truth is because we live in a world with multiple explanations to everything. One thing that I learned in debate, I, in, in high school, yeah, I was a policy debater. Shout out to everybody that was a policy debater in high school or college. Shout out to the NYUDL. Shout out to, it, it, was, it was a vibe. It was a whole, whole, whole vibe. I would love to bring some NYUDL alumni onto the show one day and just have like a kickback and just reminisce and talk about what we've learned and how debate changed our lives. Now it didn't change everybody's life. I've come across some people that was like, okay, it wasn't, it wasn't that deep, but I know that there are some people out there that had that experience in the way that I did. Why? Because there's multiple truths. I actually went on to teach debate as a part of my nonprofit organization um oh this was like my first business endeavor yikes it was called the capital project and it was in the capital of new york and i was uh looking to develop young minds through recreational programs like debate things that cause them to think analytically and so anyway the one thing that i've learned in debate is that the only thing that makes a fact a fact is that everyone believes it there's no There's no concrete evidence that exists beyond the shadow of a doubt. There really isn't. When you, if you think hard enough about anything, you can question the integrity of an idea. I know that because in debate, it's your job to build the integrity of ideas out of nothing. 
we had to know how to follow a logical sequence to convince someone that the sky is yellow or convince someone that, I don't know, it was policy debate. So we had like a lot of political theories and things like that, but um, sometimes it just was critiques and we were just criticizing the state of the world. But the point being is that we had to develop arguments out of nothing and we had to build arguments out of nothing. And when you learn that how to build argument, you understand the fragile, delicate nature of a truth. You understand how devastating it can be to dismantle a truth. A truth is not the same as the truth. Let's, let's make that very clear. An individual's truth is not the same as the ultimate truth. In life, I think that there's a lot of systems at work that are kind of like pouring into the direction of looking for that ultimate truth. And we've learned a lot along the way in the quest for the ultimate truth, but we have not. And I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but we have not scratched the veil of the ultimate truth of, of anything. You know, we, we, bigger questions about life existence. We, we don't, we don't know. We don't know. I was just actually just talking to Sam about this in the context of a different conversation. Um, but we don't know. Socrates is known. It, well, he's recorded and credited as one of the smartest minds that has ever walked the earth. And he declared his knowledge to his ignorance. He said that I know that I know nothing. And I accept that. I accept that I know nothing. And in knowing nothing, it allows me to constantly learn new ways of approaching old concepts. With Renee, it's like, it takes it a step further and, and it kind of puts the responsibility of your reality on you. You have selected against all that you've been presented the truths that you've sought out, right? And a lot of a lot of us have not tested our truths against the world. So think about like if you've ever known someone that was like a diehard blah blah blah, right? Let's say, and there's a very simple way for me to kind of follow through with this point, but I don't want to turn you off or make you feel insecure. That's not the goal of this episode. So I'm trying to think of alternative ways to help you understand what I'm saying. You know what? I'm just going to leave it there because I don't want to go into it and kind of rub anyone the wrong way. Point being, when people have a truth, they will defend it super, super hard and that's usually evidence of how resistant they are from their truth being challenged. When you have someone that is fighting tooth or nail to prove to you that what they're saying and how they see something is the absolute most way that it has to make sense that way, that is a person that is highly insecure about how right they actually are. If you're confident in your truth and you truly believe that this truth is the truth, then you would welcome 
the test of opposing argument. If you strongly believe in something, it should stand to test itself against other beliefs, right? And that's something you would welcome and you don't necessarily need to be passionate or raging mad about it because you, if this is really what you honestly believe, there is no, there is no fight about it, <laughs> you know? Uh, so let's, let's reel it back in a little bit because I, I feel like we're getting a little bit more abstract and I don't want this to be a super, super long episode for you guys. I know that I've been giving you a hella long content. I want to give you some a little bit, eh, eh, eh. you know what I mean? So in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming or neuro-linguistic processing, it's the type of therapy that I practice with my clients. One of the gateways into change of behavior is change of mind. And in order to achieve change of mind, it's my job as the provider to investigate the the truths that are linked to the understandings. And for those that are unhealthy, help you work to rewire that language in your mind, rewire that understanding. And the outcome is that when you change that conversation in your head, it changes your perspective of the circumstance and it also offers new approaches to uh, problems that you have been struggling with. It gets you unstuck. There's something to be said about how, how blindly we sometimes select a truth that we are going to live by. And as I'm getting older, this is becoming very, I don't know if, I don't know how old my list, well, I know how old some of y'all are, but I don't know how old everybody is. But as I'm getting older, one thing that you'll hear me say that all, all the time is that I argue differently. I um, I don't have the time to to really fight to break down the barrier of someone's commitment to their limited understanding. I don't have the time to do that because it takes a lot of energy. It takes a, it takes a lot of energy. The reason why it takes so much energy is because people are really really committed to their belief systems. People don't want to put their belief systems up for like any debate or any challenge or anything like that, because if the off chance that you convince them or that they are convinced themselves through the conversation that their belief system is wrong, it's kind of like, where do they, where do they go from here? You know, think about some of these belief systems that cause practices in everyday lives. And, you know, you've probably passed these beliefs on to people around you. You've made a big stink about it. And, you know, you, you kind of feel like I have to stand by this because I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want to look like a fool. So I have to stand by whatever it is that I'm presenting, even if there's a chance that it might not be correct. You think, therefore you are. You are a sum of your thoughts. You are a sum of your, your beliefs are, are ways that your mind confirms those thoughts. Everything that you say, everything that you see, everything that you do is a compilation of what you believe. This is your personal truth. And within all of us, one of the reasons why we're kind of obsessed with the perfect understanding is we see our lives as kind of having an expiration date. And many of us want to know that we're living the most perfect life possible while we have it, the idea of us going through life without the best possible formula feels like a waste of time. 
and it brings on this mini panic within us. And we all kind of, we all kind of have it a little bit. Like, I, I think that everybody's winging it. Not that you don't have any control over your life whatsoever, but we all have that inkling every day, like, huh, today is its own day. And I have to bring as like, I got to bring some stuff from yesterday into today. If I don't bring yesterday into today, it's kind of like yesterday never happened, you know? So we all kind of live in that space a little bit. If you're interested in talking more about kind of how perfection plays a part in this, there was a listener request episode that I did called, um, what was it called? What was it called? I'm looking for it. It's called the perfection disease. It's episode 34. And I kind of get into some other like philosophy and psychology as to how that perfection channel comes in. But a part of our own self-preservation is that we want to believe that we are currently existing as perfect. We, we want that. If we have to force ourselves to look into that mirror and see that the way that we're living is not right or not perfect, it's hard to accept that. A lot of times people will come up, they're looking at mirror and see that and their first instinct is to come up with excuses. Well, I don't have this because blah, 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 or this is where I'm at because blah, 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 blah. And nobody gave me this, or I was owed that, or I went through this and it stopped me. We the, the, the truth of I am currently stopping myself from growth due to the commitment to the ignorance that I choose. That reality is hard. That's a big pill to swallow. And so this is why we all kind of live, even though we, some people may say we share a life force, we kind of all live in different realities because we find it dangerous to share in one common truth. Because if everyone sees and operates the same, then does that mean we're not special? Does that mean that we're not individuals? These questions are also things that your mind is working on every single day, whether you're thinking about it or not. Your mind is constantly trying to affirm itself, trying to validate its own existence. And by doing that, it it works with you to select the truths that help validate your existence. You know what I mean? And yeah, that that's why ignorance is bliss. And that's why knowledge is really tricky um, because we don't all live in the same cognitive space. We don't. And that's super abstract in itself. And um, I, like I said, I didn't want to jump into that this episode, but um, yeah, that, that's what I got for you guys. I wanted to give y'all that quick follow up and just talk a little bit about that. If you haven't already, go check out some of my most recent episodes. I just posted episode 38 dealing with PTSD. I definitely shared my journey and talked about some myths and misunderstandings about PTSD. Based on that episode, there's a lot of spinoff collaborations that I'm doing. I want you guys to check out the Black Wall podcast hosted by Stephen Lee. Uh, that conversation that we had over there was amazing. Um, thank you so much for having me on the show. And it was such a, a huge breakthrough moment that I really just kind of appreciate him for. And then, of course, I want you guys to check out Every L podcast that's hosted by Matt Brown. 
this is a great show that is full of transparency as well. Anything that I recommend, I think is going to be full of transparency. I'm in the transparency space and the transparency season, uh, but I just did a show with him and I kind of also spun off of that concept itself and discussed some of the else that I've taken in my life, how it impacted me, how I came through it what decisions I made when I became aware of what I was doing when my truth was questioned. Um, and yeah, it's just been a super dope journey. Uh, and I have, so I have so much more for you guys. I just, I want to as always appreciate and show you love for showing me love for lifting me up and putting this platform where it's at, you know, we're doing good. We're doing good. I have some goals for, the end of the year, I want to definitely increase my numbers in terms of listenership. And there's probably going to be some sort of like subscription service. I'm just not sure exactly what I'm going to be giving you, but I want to give you guys a little bit more of an inside scoop. For those of you who have been asking for our specialty episodes, Repeat After Me and Society 101, um, if you listen to episode 38, I just have been in a really emotional and sensitive space and just kind of very easily off center. So I I can't really give y'all a repeat after me episode that kind of guided reflection meditation unless I'm in that space with you. Because one thing I'm not going to do is lie. I'm not giving you a performance. I've said this before. I'm not an entertainer. I want to give you value and value has to come from a genuine place. So I um, will be doing another repeat after me. It's just going to take me a little bit of time. I do have like a variety, you know, repeat after me is like led from certain quotes. And so I have a list of quotes that I want to elaborate on. It's just, I want to be in that mental space with you. I don't want to just be lecturing you and kind of talking to you. I want to like use, talk through me with you. So there will be another one of those coming. And as far as the Society 101 episodes, I'm working on a collab with Chris. He's coming back to the show. We're going to do a three-part series on digital diet. We're going to talk about junk media. And uh, that's going to be really cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Uh, thank you guys for being super patient with me. Make sure that you give me a five-star rating. Give me a review. Y'all are listening to my podcast, but y'all are not giving me reviews. Give me some reviews, y'all. And share this with a friend. Listen to this with a friend. Help me get those numbers up. I want some more listeners. I want some more subscribers. I want people to turn them notifications on and all of that good stuff. Yeah, you guys have done amazing today. Thank you for lending me your mind to open up to these different perspectives about reality and truths and all of that good stuff. I've been your mental health coach, and this is the Group Sessions Podcast. And until next time, I will catch you in your next session. Peace.